You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Latresa Smith was born into a family of ministers, so it makes sense that she would grow into a life of bluegrass gospel music. Interestingly, though, she started out as a drummer in high school. Now a full-time ESL teacher in Nashville, she still finds time to focus on her music. And in this edition of Americana Music Profiles, we talk with Latresa about her new CD, The Blood and the River. Hi, Latresa. Welcome to the podcast today. Hi, Greg. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad to get a chance to chat with you and, and learn about your music and uh, uh, how all this got started for you and all that kind of good stuff. Um, um, am I right that I'm um, chatting with you in Nashville? Yes, I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. I certainly am. Yeah, cool. Um Reading over the press notes, it sounds like you kind of got into this whole music thing pretty early uh, when you were a younger child. Yeah, my uh, family, um, they were all musical. Uh, my dad uh, wrote songs himself um, as a teenager and played in bands. My, um, my mother was a singer and uh, at times sang on a little local um, radio show that was like um, a little, uh, you know, kind of a, a um, I don't know, like a jamboree sort uh-huh. of um, grassroots little radio show. She grew up in Arkansas, and um, they just brought that, you know, they came together, brought that music together, and I don't know that we could have grown up in that household and not been musical, to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> but cool. yeah, I mean, I have loved um since I was very small and um, started writing songs pretty early on too uh, I've always been interested in writing and um, I guess I wrote my first song I think I was around age 10 I remember because my baby sister was born um, in that year and wrote my first song showed it to my mom and um, she, kept it for me and wow. she still has that somewhere that's cool away. so yeah and i've kind of never looked back since then it was, you know writing and singing is kind of like breathing um i've heard people say i play music because i can't play music and i write because i can't not write yeah so that kind of oh. sums me up <laughs> that's cool um I, I was reading some of the notes that uh that were sent over and um uh, interestingly, it, it said that your your first instrument was the drums, <laughs> I, and drums and bluegrass, uh, although it's changing some, typically doesn't mix. <laughs> True, the more traditional listeners uh, of bluegrass don't usually include drums in their instrument list. Uh, I um, had an older brother who uh, played drums in marching band and. Uh, I was his little tag-along. Uh-huh. We were always very close. I was a tomboy, and, and I was always tagging along. And if my brother did it, well, I had to try it, too. Uh-huh. And um, so he would bring home everything he was learning in band, and even though I was three years younger than him, uh, he got me some drumsticks. I started playing, and by the time he went to college, even though I was still 
uh, I think a sophomore probably in, in high school, I was playing all the music that uh, he was playing, the snare drum parts in, in college bands, and I, I absolutely loved it. I, I was never really um, a lover of going to school. I was one of those kids that played sick every day. My <laughs> mother just had to drag me out, you know, to get a soul. But, uh, but getting into music, getting in the band, made it something that I didn't mind getting up and going to, mm. and I look forward to it. Mm. Um, and then when I um, was in college, I, pl- I started playing uh, kit, and I was uh, in bands, and, um, and and played some some kit as well in some uh, some groups in college, and uh, did you know? Of course, then eventually started up my my own band. But uh, by that time, I had switched over to guitar, and I'm self-taught. Okay. Guitar. Uh-huh. I've Never uh, really had any training or or lessons, but I did grow up with instruments in my house, and so I just thought, you know what, I really as a writer, I need to be able to sure. play guitar. So, so I taught myself and uh, never looked back. I do still have a drum kit. Really? <laughs> in my den. So I haven't given that up, I have to say, um, but, um, I, but I play the guitar most all the time now. Well, maybe you can be one of those new innovators that's bringing the drums into bluegrass music eventually then. <laughs> now, that's an idea. That is definitely an idea. <laughs> you know, on my actually on my very first album, uh, there is percussion okay. on a few of the songs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those tunes were, I, I released that one in um, 03, late 03, and um, it was a little more progressive in style. And it did have some percussion parts, uh, including like egg shaker, and um, we improvised on some some other uh, instruments as well, um, you know, percussion instruments. And so I thought it really added an interesting element. Mm-hmm. So it's not outside the realm of possibilities that I could go back. There you go. <laughs> and add a little, sprinkle a little more in on a future project. Yeah. But now the current the current project is pretty organic um and i and and i'm delivering it that way for a reason i wanted it to be something that um reflected my roots growing up because Uh yes i had a musical family but also had a very um uh, traditional christian upbringing Uh, my father was a gospel preacher my grandfather was a gospel preacher um all of my uncles were ministers, my, um, uh, I had great uncles, I have cousins, my brother, they all went into ministry, and, um, and so that was, you know, talked a lot, Bible was talked around our table, prayer, prayer was said around our table, and at night before we all said goodnight, and, uh, and when we were facing difficulties, I mean, that's where we turned, was to God, and, and sometimes I look back at that time, and um, I'm a big girl now, but I kind of miss the simplicity yeah. of, of you know, being able to just kind of let go of what's wearing me down, mm-hmm. my burdens, you know, and having that heart that can just release it to God and let go and say, you know what, I am not going to spend my days anxious 
and worrying. And so I wanted this to kind of reflect that simple time that okay. I remember. Yeah. And I wanted it to be simple enough that people could pop it in their car, drive along, listen to it on the way in in the morning to work, on the way home, you know, on a trip, and, and or just whatever. And they could be encouraged by it, but they could just sing along. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's nothing real complicated on it. It's straightforward. It's very organic and, and, and pure in the message. And... Um, you know, and very traditional, I would say, for the most part. Now, mm-hmm. I, I had to stray a little bit <laughs> on a couple of the tunes, but, you know, i got to be true to myself. Yeah. And yeah. who I am now. Sure. So. so are these songs that you wrote or, or songs that you brought in from other writers? I write all my own material, mm-hmm. at least up to this point I have. Uh, this is my third CD, and I've written all the songs, um, all three of the releases, and this one as well. They're all mine. There is one co-write, which is my first... I've co-written, don't get me wrong, and I've, uh, I've co-written lots with lots of great writers. Um, when I first came to Nashville, Tennessee, the very first co-writer that I worked with for a significant amount of time was John M., who is most known for Trisha Yearwood's She's in Love with Oh, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he also wrote a hit for Reba that was re-released on her greatest hits called Falling Out of Love. And he's, he's had some others, but I think he's most known for those. We became friends early on, and um, um, actually I walked up and said, hey, I'd love to write with you. And he said, well, okay, that's pretty gutsy. <laughs> so, all right, what have you got that I can hear? And I let him hear some demos. He said, absolutely, I'll write with you. So awesome. uh, that kind yeah. of started a, a you know, a, a good relationship there of, of co-writing. And I've, you know, co-written with some publishing companies and, and things, find some single-song deals and whatever. I eventually formed my own publishing company, and now, uh, you know, on my own project, um, I feel better, um, you know, if I have something that they don't all make make my cut for, for the, the CDs, but all of these, fortunately... Um, made the cut and fit with uh, my overall theme of just lifting up Jesus and um, and finding our solace there. And so uh, there is one copyright, though, on this one, which is the first one on any of my CDs, but it happens to be with the mandolin player in my band, Kyle okay. Wood, mm-hmm. and uh, he's known in bluegrass circles um, as being formerly from Crucial Smith. And uh, so we, when when we go to Winfield or places like that, everyone's uh, always he has a lot of fans that are yeah yeah for, for cool. Kyle Wood, you know, yeah. and the old Crucial Smith days. So, um, but he's a, a longtime friend um, of mine, and he brought this song idea, and uh, it's called Sea of Galilee, hmm. based on the. Uh, disciples in the boat and the storm comes up and Jesus calms the storm and then you know he basically just says you know why why are you still afraid you know why are you still experiencing this fear because I got you yeah and um it's all about faith and so I said that's great let's write it so we did and Hmm, and, um I'm really happy with how it turned out you brought in some um pretty notable guest musicians on this as well right we did. Um, we were very, very blessed uh, to bring a legend in, Roland White. Wow, cool. And um, 
I, I love to catch his show. He plays uh, at least once a month or once every couple of months. He's at the station in, and so I just I thought, man, if I could get him to just come and play on one too, mm-hmm. I mean, what you know, what an honor it would be to have him a part of the project. And he was so gracious, and and he heard the song and he said, oh, I would love to play on that, and. Turns out that he is playing mandolin on one of the most special songs on the CD because it's written in memory of a great family friend, um, and there his whole family attends where my father preached many many years ago in mm-hmm. Alabama, mm-hmm. and he passed away um, a little over a year ago. And when I got the news that they had diagnosed him with terminal cancer, um, I wrote the song about him, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, his name is Russell Dawkins, and I wrote the song "Where Angels Abide." Russell's song, hmm. otherwise known. Hmm. So, and uh, Roland's playing on that. And I tell you what, you know, right away, uh, his style is so distinctive, and he was perfect for that song. And it was, you know, it, it fit like a glove. And uh, where he played on that, we brought in Rob Ikes on Dobro, and uh, again, unmistakable when you hear, yeah, you know, right, Rob Dobro, you. Uh, you know it's him. Pat Flynn, a long time friend of mine, came in and played guitar oh, on cool. the song that we pre-released um, for Christmas at the end of um, 2018, and also singing on that with me. That's a duet, and Billy Droz. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, got a wonderful project of his own out right now, and he's uh, really happy to get Billy in, and was happy with the result that we got singing together. We have Charlie Cushman on banjo. Uh, we have um, Gail Ann Bradley on the yeah. acapella tune okay. that is on the CD. Uh, Gail Ann is singing on that, as well as Steve Gully. I mean, incredible singers. Yeah. And we have uh, Christian Davis is singing the bass okay. part on that song. Uh, the title is Now I Am Redeemed. Mm. And uh, that's turned out to be a lot of people's favorites. Wow, and, uh, that's cool. You know, I, I grew up singing a cappella in church and played in a band when I was in high school uh, that was really my brother, my cousin, myself, and Tim May, who was my longtime neighbor in Mississippi, and now everybody knows him around Nashville. He's one of the most notable uh, guitarists. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but he was just my next-door neighbor who played guitar and banjo and uh-huh and sang and wrote songs. So uh, we had a very little organic group that we uh, we called Southern Sound. And we had two shows that we did. Um, we had our regular show, which included originals and well as some, some covers. But we, we also had an acapella show oh, cool. that we did. And okay. I love singing acapella. So I wanted to put at least one on the CD. I didn't know how it would be um, received. But a lot of people picked that out as their... Mm. Their favorites. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Uh, let's see, who else did we bring in um, on the CD? Ronnie McCory. Mr. Ronnie McCory. Yeah, Travel McCory's. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. On the, he played on the title cut, The Blood in the River. Okay. And, yeah, and um, Tim O'Brien came in, played some fiddle on a tune, and then he also played mandolin on a tune, mm. and he actually sang some harmonies with me on mm. one cool. of the tunes as well, and I mean, you know, it, it was a blessing 
to get these people. Yeah, it really sure. was yeah. to be a part of this. And and you know they were just so happy to come in, and um, we just had. I mean, we had the best time. We really did. So this is um, we're talking about the uh, the CD, the blood in the river, and and it's been out for you for a little while. Is that right? It has been out. Um, we released it mid June, so not too long. Okay, but so that's it's fairly yeah. new then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, what is it? What does it look like for you to take this out now on the road? What What's the What's the travel schedule look like for you? you? You've got other things that you do, right? Is this not a full time thing? Used to be full time, and then um, I was called to teach mm. for a while, mm-hmm. and so I I didn't want to really step out of that, but I wanted to keep playing music, so I am still teaching. Uh, I'm a an English as a second or other language teacher. Okay. And I work with uh, immigrant populations, uh, a lot of uh, refugees. Mm-hmm. Love, love my kids. And, um, I mean, they, they make it all worthwhile. And I've learned a lot of lessons working with these kids. Yeah, I'm and sure. that goes into my music yeah. as well. And yeah. I think it keeps, keeps my heart soft. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... You know, I, I haven't given that up. I am still teaching, but we are uh, putting together uh, a tour to take this out. Right now, we're still in kind of the early phases. I mean, things move kind of slow when you release something. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you got you got to get the word out there and get the reviews and and interviews like this, which I really appreciate. And you have to, um, you know get it heard, um, and then um, I think we'll have our full schedule put put together. But right now, um, I'm following through with a goal that I set when I decided to release an all-gospel CD. There were two gospel songs on my last CD. Mm-hmm. Um, the title of that one was Love, Babies, Jesus, and Sweet Potato Pie. Hmm. And so I had two gospel tunes on there. One I wrote for my father, who passed away in '03, and I dedicated the, the uh, release uh, of that CD to him, and it's called Work for Jesus. Hmm. Well, uh, the two gospel tunes on that got a lot of play, and I had a lot of requests to, hey, send us more gospel. Do you have any more gospel? So that's kind of what prompted me to sure, start thinking yeah. about this yeah. project. And um, then I... Uh, thought, if I do this, I don't want to have the traditional CD release party um, where everybody comes, looks at me, and, you know, I, I didn't want it to be that. Um, the word gospel means really good news. Mm-hmm. I wanted any event that I had uh, to kind of get the CD out there to be good news and to accomplish something good and practical in people's lives. So we're having our first event, and we're going to have a series of these. We're having our first event tomorrow night. It's in Old Hickory, Tennessee, and um, it's open to the public, and it's been in the uh, Chronicle of Mount Juliet, uh, which is right up the road from that neighborhood, mm-hmm. and we've put flyers up, invited friends, family. In all the proceeds, 
$10 at the door. Everyone gets a download card to download the album for free. Mm. And then that $10 donation at the door, though, all goes to benefit their community pantry. That community pantry feeds a minimum of 45 families, different families, every week. Mm. So over the course of a month, you're affecting a lot of people's lives. For sure, And doing something good. This will be the first of a series of these that we're focusing on doing. And uh, we wanted to start right up the road from us. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. So the band and I are going to be playing the tunes. Uh, folks will be just coming in, and, and all that is going to go to benefit that. And um, it's it's run by um, a great friend of my husband's and mine. Uh, his name is Charlie Hood. And um, just just a, a, a great spirit. Uh, yeah. And that man. That's cool. And um, my husband's known him for a long time. He said, "Hey, I bet this would help Charlie's, you know, pantry out." I said, "Absolutely." So um, it's going to be a, a Grace and Truth Church. They have a little storefront there, and so we decided to do it there because that's where the mm-hmm. pantry, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. meets out of and serves folks. But um, my husband is actually in the in the band. Signal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he he plays upright bass, so he, he has a jazz background. Yeah, that's but, cool. But I converted him over. <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing as a as a writer, you're looking forward kind of ahead to the next project. Do you have something else in mind following this? Well, um, yeah. Okay, I'll share a sneak peek. Yeah. Okay. I, you know. <laughs> I'm almost kind of embarrassed to say that, I mean, this is barely out there, but yeah, I am thinking, um, <laughs> it, I, I think the next thing that we do together, um, and my husband is definitely a big part of the brainchild behind this, because he played for years and years on Bill Street in Memphis, and um, we both love blues. Oh, and, cool. Uh, I have family in the Memphis area, and I've played a little bit there, too. Uh-huh. And, and I grew up um, surrounded by the Delta brand of blues. Uh-huh. There's a lot of that influence in my writing. And so um, we were looking through other songs that I write, because I write more than just, just bluegrass. Uh-huh. And, um, he said, you know, you have enough songs here, great songs that we should record them and yeah. see what happens. Yeah. So it, I'm sure it will still have elements of that Kentucky-style bluegrass because I lived in Kentucky for a lot of years right. before I moved to Nashville. And I love that, but I really think it might have a little more of that acoustic blues. Yeah, yeah, that's it. cool. Good. So, yeah. yeah, but can that be our <laughs> oh wait <laughs> well the cat's out of the bag now, you know but but yeah. active musicians have to be looking ahead you know and and especially the way the music changes so quickly if you're not planning ahead for the next one um it takes too long to get the next one out so you know it's always good to be be looking ahead like that so yeah no that, yeah, that, that's exciting right. yeah we'll, we'll we'll tuck that one away and look forward to that uh, when when this one gets done running its course and um but i've listened to a lot of the tracks on it and it's great and um wish you the best with it for sure and um yeah i, I think you've got the right the right spirit behind it and and in the world today we we need more of that there's more um 
people are just struggling. Uh, a lot of people are struggling, and they need to hear some good news and, and to be encouraged. So uh, we certainly wish you the best with it. Thank you so much. Uh, I couldn't have summed up my hope for the project any better than you just did. I wanted to give people hope and and comfort. And um, I included on the inside of the cover a verse, uh, which is Isaiah fifty five eleven. Basically, um, God says there that when I put my word out there, my voice, it will not return to me void. In other mm-hmm. words, it's going to accomplish good wherever mm-hmm. my word and my voice goes. And yeah, so sure. I put that there because I have faith mm-hmm. that this is going to be something good, and it won't return empty. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's going to add, hopefully, fullness uh, or something to everyone that it touches. So at least that's my hope and prayer. Yeah, and, that's uh, great. I, I thank you so much for for um, talking to me and oh, you're welcome. Thank to you. spread the word. About yeah, it. yeah, we certainly wish you the best. Uh, real quick, before we wrap up the podcast, tell tell folks where they can find the CD, reach out to you if they want to know more about what you're up to. Absolutely. Uh, you can email me from my website, which is latresa.com. It's L-A-T-R-E-S-A dot com, and you can email me directly there. Um, and the CD can be purchased there. It's also available, well, anywhere where you stream or download music. I mean, um, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, it's available on Amazon. Um, so, yeah, any anywhere. Uh, you can buy it on CD Baby. Um, I, I, I keep copies there because I find that um, they are a great resource sure. for independent, um, you know, artists who are trying to, to do it on their own, and I mean, I released this on Boondog Records, which is a brand new independent label, and uh, so I, I really appreciate organizations like that, that help and support independent music, and um, so yeah, any of those places you can get it, uh, my publishing company is Two Coat Music, and um, uh, the, the band is Latresa and the Signal. And there's an interesting story, if anybody wants to know, uh, email me about um, that if, you, if you're just curious where the signal came from. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, um, if you, I'll try to, you know, if you follow us on, um, we're all over any of the, the main social media. I mean, the band has a Facebook page. We have um Twitter, um, Reach Latresa, and then we have uh, at Latresa Signal. So if you uh, connect with us there, uh, watch for our events that are coming up. And if you're in anywhere in the area where we're doing any of those events, come out, uh, have some fun with us, listen to the music, and support a good cause that makes a difference to people's lives. Good. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.